0: Welcome, precious one. The message you are about to listen to will bless and enlighten you, and we're delighted about this. Ministering is Rev. Elijah, Pastor of Christ Glory Ministries. Stay tuned and God bless you. You know, I always thank God and I envision our future. Praise God. Because even at this level, you know, so young, few years and everything I observe the way we pay attention to excellence and detail praise God as we're going through you know the service we have our prayer opening prayer and everything the prayer session and I observed we took our confession and you know one powerful thing about our confession is that we have been saying it and we continue to declare it glory to God the other day I listened to the man of God Pastor Chris and he was making some very important statements that many of the things that people have seen in his ministry today they were things that they were saying years and years ago that for several years it never was happening or looked like it would come to pass but they kept on speaking it Glory to God and it didn't come to pass because he is so special or because God loves him alone no it came to pass because it's a principle of the word of God Amen. And that is one of the reasons why I know that anybody who is established in CGM, their their future is only upward and forward. They will only get greater and better. If you like it, just do a cross-check. Anybody who joins the ministry, even physically, you will become more beautiful. Just give yourself a few. I'm telling you the fact. Ask anybody, ask anybody who has joined. And some of you have your pictures. Just go and cross-check your picture before you join CGM. (laughs) And just compare one year, two years after you join CGM. And see if it's the same. Glory to God. It's a Spirit. And I'm being honest with this. If you like, everybody, just take your picture before you join CGM. Just look at your face. Look at your color. Look at yourself. (laughs) And just two years after, one year after observe a big change glory to god you see today many of some of them are not even here they are in in foreign lands by the grace of god everything we are declaring and decreeing it will not be faith if we can see it right now that won't be faith and that is why if we cannot thank god when we have not yet seen a testimony a miracle it is faithlessness and Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. You see, because God wants you to accept Him, not by what He has done, but by who He is. He has everything. But He has to train you to be able to accept Him based on what He is, what He says, what He has. Not just by what He has done. Otherwise, your faith can begin to stand in the things you see and not in the god you cannot see glory to god so i observe the excellence you know we give to our confessions and you know we took the prayer focus praise god some of those said oh because it's small i do do anything anyhow no we pay attention to it and the media team they know i like excellence he always knows he has worked with me he knows that everything that we do for god must be done excellently just project the, the prayer focus there for a few a few minutes. And that's why I keep saying that though we've, we've moved here just this year, give us some time. We're going to get this place into a shape that you'll be amazed when you step here. Glory to God. Yes. Celebrate God for that. Hallelujah. And I believe... And I trust the Lord that before this year will end, we will be able to pay some more years advance here. So that from next year going, we start working on our land. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yes. We don't have to wait till we have five years or six years before we work on our land. As at three years, we can begin to work on our land. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So look at that. Just move to the next slide just keep scrolling through, look at the the attention to detail that is being given everything must be done excellently and you see these things they are a spirit even if at this level we are paying attention to all these things just imagine what our, our future will be like we will become one of the most excellent ministries globally amen And that is why if you are in ministry like this and you are giving, you are sowing seed or paying your tithe or whatever, you should know you are doing the right thing because it's being used effectively. Glory to God. Amen. And we spend every Sunday in this ministry, we pray for nations. Deliberately as part of our, our activities. We intercede for the world. So in the next 10 or 15 years, you shouldn't be surprised if you see CGM in all these nations because it is the place you have labored for in intercession God will send you to go and harvest Amen There are about 200 countries, I think 198 or approximately 200 countries in the world So out of 52 Sundays in a year, it means that every year, every four years we pray for all the countries in the world Hopefully by next month, we will begin Wednesday service, midweek service, that means that that will become 104 services and it means that we will pray for 104 countries in one year so every two years we pray for all the nations in the world and that is the birthplace of revival that's the best place as you are praying like this every sunday every Wednesday will come we're interceding for the nations interceding for the nations god will say those people they have been marked because it's something that's not being done in many places but we, by God's spirit, and because of where he's taken us, pay attention to intercede for these nations. Hallelujah. Your future will only, will only get greater and better. It will only get greater and better. It will only get greater and better. That is the grace upon us as a ministry. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand, just wave it to heaven. Say thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank God so much. We have been on a, a very, very powerful series. How many of you have been blessed by the series we are on since January to now? Are you, are you blessed by it? Amen. Every week there's something fresh, there's something new. And it's still so powerful. Glory to God. So last week, we began to look at, I began to share something with you on framing your world. Say framing your world. Framing your world. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Hebrews 11 verse 3. And I explained some very important words and some important things for us to understand. So Hebrews 11 verse 3 says, through faith we understand That the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Hallelujah. Things which are seen were not made by things which do appear. We understand through faith that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Hallelujah. Then we began to look at some important words that need to be clarified so we can get the perspective properly. For example, the word worlds. Can we project the words that we were using? The first one is aeon. Okay, cosmos. Praise God. Now, I mentioned that in the Greek, there are two words that are used for worlds. Hallelujah. And I explained to you that the reason why we need to sometimes visit the Greek or the Hebrew is because those were the original languages in which the Bible was written. I get getting it what we have in english is a translation because english is not the most popular language all over the world so secondly the greek is more rich than the english because in the greek several words can describe a particular thing specifically but in the english one word can be used to cover all those things and i use a simple explanation like love right in english there are only two things that show if you have affection, love or like. But under love in the Greek there are about there are about four words that describe what kind of love. So in the Greek there is storge, storge is the love for family members or relatives. There is phileo, which is the love for friends or acquaintances. There is eros, which is sexual or intimate love. Which a man has towards his wife. Are you getting me? He is attracted to where he loves her in a particular way. You understand? Yeah, those of you who are married. In English, you say you make love to your wife. Praise God. Sam J. Then there is the fourth one, which is agape, which is unconditional love, which is the God type of love. Are you seeing this? So in the Greek, you see that all these words show you specifically what kind of love we are talking about. But in English, all is under one. Do you get it? That's why sometimes we need to visit so we can get the proper understanding of God's way. So in the Greek, there are two words that describe the world. Cosmos, this refers to the physical or the tangible earth. Are you following? Or the arrangement of the way the earth is. Then the second is the word aeon. Aeon, which i want him to put it there then we can look at it look at it aeon it it means a course of life a framed or ordered structure in which one's experience of life goes it also means an age or a period so there is the cosmos and there is the aeon we are in the physical cosmos which is the earth but once we are within the earth there are ages there are periods and there are seasons there are ways and individual patterns by which people life go so that though we are all in the earth some people are experiencing consistent sickness some are experiencing consistent health are you following though we are on the same earth one nation has a particular way they experience stuff or they live their life another has a particular way they experience life or have their cause are you following it is still the world but one is the course of life, the way a person's life goes, or an age or a period. And the other one refers to the physical or the tangible earth. Hallelujah. So the Bible tells in Hebrews 11, verse 3, that through faith we understand that the worlds were framed. Now, we saw the word framed, which is the word in the Greek, katatizo. Say katatizo. And it means to repair or to fit together. Glory to God so god fits the world together and the word there is aeon meaning the course of the ages by his word amen so today let's go further are you ready praise god genesis chapter 3 genesis 3 from verse 6 amen it says, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and a delight to the eyes and to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and gave it to her husband and their eyes were opened. You see, she took of its fruit and gave it to her husband. Glory to God. So she partook of it and she also gave to her husband to also partake of it. When the husband partook of it, that was when the fall happened. says and their eyes were open and they were conscious that they had they had no clothing and they made themselves coats of leaves stitched together amen they partook of it what god had told them don't partake of it you see and as we grow as a church i will explain to you the deeper meanings of what they ate then praise god or what happened because Jesus said that it is not what goes into a man that defiles him. In the book of Matthew. Are you getting it? Because what goes into him comes out in the drought. Rather, what comes from the heart. The heart is where evil, envies, negativities come forth. So how is it that they ate an apple or whatever you have in your Sunday school mind and suddenly the fall came? There is more to it, praise God. Yes, but it is all within scripture. It just takes deeper insights to reveal. Glory to God. So, another day when we grow to that level, we'll get into it. Amen. Glory to Jesus. It says, And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sealed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So, at this point, they had distorted the aeon. Because there was a way God designed that the world should go. When you read Genesis 1. God created both cosmos and aeon. Because when he creates, let there be sun, moon, stars, he also speaks the aeon that this is how they should operate. So one, the physical or the tangible things have been created, which is the cosmos, then he speaks the aeon, which is the way they are to operate. Are you with me? If God creates this thing and it is here, we all know it's a speaker. But if suddenly God says that it should become a door or it should become a chair, it will begin to operate like a door or a chair. Do you understand? So, the Aeon is the cause of life. Cosmos is the physical, tangible items. Are you with me? So, God also spoke. Now, when this happened, suddenly, how God had planned that the world should go was distorted. Because man was not supposed to partake of the tree. But he did. And so, suddenly... There was a distortion in the in, in the aeon. Let's read further. What did God do? Verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. You know, human nature, especially when unrenewed, knows its condemnation. And so, it maintains or it embraces condemnation. Did you observe that they had sinned, but God was the one who was even coming to them them when they had sinned that's why it's an error for anybody to think that oh because I made a mistake, because I sinned I'm not fit to go to church, I won't even go to church, it's a mistake Adam and Eve had made the greatest offense here, yet you find God himself walking to them they didn't go and look for God in fact they were hiding when God was coming and that's what sin consciousness makes many people do, they want to hide from God because they faulted or they offended, oh i can't go to church there was a gentleman some time back who a brother was inviting him to church he had been coming to church they were happy they used to have this cell or fellowship so this brother in there he used to be the one to lead prayers and to lead the read the devotional and everything and you know or just shows guy. so one day the, the cell meeting went on and they were not seeing this guy ah so the cell leaders said what was going on the next week too we didn't see the guy so after that meeting he went to the house he, the, the, the third one rather he said before i come today i'm going to i'm going to pull him and bring him he went there he knock knock the guy didn't want to open eventually the guy opened the guy was not dressed or anything he said Charlie what's going on and he said that Charlie something happened something happened so i can't come to church he said ah what is it you well, are boys boys talk to me <laughs> and then he found out that the guy had done something and because he had done something he was like, I can't come to church and the guy said, what? what are you talking about? we are going to church today in fact, you will lead opening prayer you will read and do Bible study today glory to God if you feel like you are dirty that is why you go and take a bath and the only thing that has the power to cleanse you is the word of God in John 15, verse 3, the Bible says, Jesus said, you are clean through the word which has spoken unto you. Where else do you want to get your, clean, your, your cleansing from? If not from the word of God. But unfortunately, because of certain ideologies, some practice that. Look at it. God came to them. And Adam said, I was afraid. So I hid myself. Let's read further. And he said, "Who told you that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat?" And the man said, "The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat." That's where the blame game started. The woman you gave me, I thought you you needed somebody. I thought you, there was no help meet for you. He said, "Now the woman you gave me, okay." That's why God learned his lesson. He said, now, he that find it. <laughs> no more. I'm pulling. But he said, he that find it. Find it a good thing. And you obtain favor of the Lord. If you find, I will give you favor. Because Adam said, the woman you gave me. Very interesting language. Because Adam could have said, my wife. Or my woman. Or even Eve. Because you named her. But he didn't He didn't use any of those Description. He said, the woman you gave me. He said that God, you are part of this. He said, and the Lord God said unto the woman, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me, and I did it. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle. Now, observe that right from the moment God begins to speak creatively, he is beginning to, Affect, repair the aeon. In other words, the way the course of life will now go. Are you catching this? He has made the physical world and it was operating on a particular level. Now, Adam has brought something into it. Now, the moment God begins to speak, he is about to do a reframing of certain aspects. So follow closely. Let's read. It says, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle. And above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go. So it means that the serpent original, originally was not going upon its belly. Because if it was, this would not be a case. Are you following this? And don't forget that the serpent was classified among all cattle. Not reptile. Hmm. <laughs> Are you here? Are you following? Verse 1. Let's go to verse 1. We'll come back here to verse verse 13. He says, Now the serpent was more subtle. Subtle means clever, cunning. Get it? Clever, crafty, cunning. He says, Than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Praise God. Now let's go back to verse 14. He didn't say, Than any bird. He said "Beast," And beasts are usually, they fall within the category of cattle. Are you here somebody? Hmm. He says, and upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. So God was framing at this point. He says, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel." This was prophetic of Jesus who was supposed to, who would eventually come. Are you following? He said that the seed of the woman, women don't have seed themselves. It is a man who gives a woman a seed and then the woman will incubate it, produce a body for that seed and then a child comes forth. Are you following? So a woman cannot get pregnant by herself. But over here, God says the seed of the woman. In other words, the child that will come from the woman, which was prophetic of Jesus Christ. Because nobody impregnated Mary for Christ to be born. Are you following me this morning? It was God who spoke. And when Mary believed, Bible says the word was made flesh. Are you following this? So God said, her seed shall bruise thy head. And that seed will not be a natural seed. It's prophetic. And then it says, thou shalt bruise his heel. Let's go. Let's continue. And unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. So in the beginning it was not so. Are you catching this? In the beginning it was not so. Everything God is speaking now, God is doing a reframing because of what Adam has done. Which means that in the beginning, assuming that women have to give birth by pregnancy, it may not be even nine months. Yeah, it could have been three days, it could have been one week. Because to carry the baby for nine months. Month one, month two, month three. When you get to feed for six months, hey, the waist. Or even the, the, the fifth month. Then now, you, you, you change. At first, you power me see you telling your levels and your, ah, how you are working I me. Mean. But now you go to, because of what you are carrying now, your leg has changed, your working has changed, everything is now different. Praise God. You that you were so active, when there's movie or any discussion, you can stay active. At one hour, two hours now. Sometimes, if you're not careful, 30 minutes and you're dozing small. All because you are carrying for nine good months. And some people who have big heads. They wounded their mothers. <laughs> Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. Then we get to the knife months, and then we get to the pushing stage. Push, 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 and the the woman is in pain. One of the greatest pains in this world is the pain of childbirth. That woman go through. That's why when a woman gives birth to your child, you have to pamper her. Praise God. You have to what? They have to pamper her. It's not easy. Are you listening? It's not easy. God reframed and he says that in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children and thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. So notice that at this point nothing has changed in the physical creation. Are you following? God didn't say that the sea should no more be seen. The cosmos was still intact. But now the aeon Which is the way and the course a person's life will go was now changed. Are you catching this? And how did it happen? By the word of God, Jeremiah 25. Let's go there. You see, one reason why God always speaks his word and speaks it by his prophets is because before it will come into being, it must be spoken, and he also frames the course, you know. The world went through different stages and different phases. But all the phases it went through, God spoke. God spoke. Jeremiah 25, verse 11. I'm teaching a very important principle. Are you with me? So pay attention so that you can apply in your lives. Glory to God. I need to give you the background to it so that you can be able to effectively utilize it. Verse 11. Now look at what God was saying now. Israel had offended. Israel had gone into idol worship and so on and so forth and now this is what god said god said through the prophets are you following and this whole land shall be a desolation and an astonishment and these nations shall serve the king of babylon 70 years so he said that israel is about to go into captivity and they will serve in babylon be slaves there for 70 years it's not physical i mean nothing physical has changed do you understand? The buildings are still there. Land is still land, but now the course of their life. Please, are you catching this? Do you understand what the course is—the way a person's life goes? The course of Israel's life is about to change because God has begun to speak something. Are you getting this? He says, "They shall serve the king of Babylon seventy years." Verse twelve. And it shall come to pass when 70 years are accomplished that I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation, said the Lord, for their iniquity in the land of the Chaldeans and will make it perpetual desolations. When we had the mega Sunday, there was a video that we displayed and I was proving to you how the Lord of God came to pass. If we had it, I would have played it right now. Are you following? What God spoke concerning Babylon came to pass, but I want to show you at this point what happened to Israel. Everything God said concerning Israel's aeon was now about to change. Hallelujah. Now, give me Jeremiah 29 verse 10. Are you following this morning? Glory to Jesus. Verse 10. He says, For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. Are you seeing this? what happened shortly after Israel entered into captivity Nebuchadnezzar took over Israel enslaved them and carried them into Babylon and that is where Daniel now was so Daniel he was a slave in Babylon are you following this Babylon is where Daniel grew up after the 70 years it was Daniel who realized that ah, years ago God prophesied by Jeremiah that Israel will be in captivity 70 years. According to the aeon that God, that, that order now framed, Israel will be in captivity 70 years. Let's go to the book of Daniel. Daniel 9. Hallelujah. Are we following? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Daniel chapter 9. Or before Daniel 9, let's read Daniel chapter 1. Praise God. Alright. It says, In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. Do you see? And did what? He besieged it. God had already spoken, according to Jeremiah, that this is going to happen. So now, Israel's course of life was suddenly changed. What God has said was now unfolding. Are you with me? Let's go to Daniel 9. Daniel 9. Verse 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It says, In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. So, at this point, Daniel, by the books, as he was going through the writings, the scriptures of the prophets, he came across, at this time, Daniel had grown. He was an old man now. He went through and he discovered that Ah, Israel was supposed to be in captivity 70 years according to the word of the Lord. But at this point, it was as if they were, they were bypassing it. So Daniel did something. Verse 3. He says, And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fastings and sackcloth and ashes. Why? That the word God has spoken will now what? be made manifest. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, everything God has spoken, everything God has said concerning how their life should go came through as he has said it. Glory to Jesus. Now, Hebrews 11 verse 3 tells us, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which appear were not made of things which do appear. The things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. What is the scripture trying to teach us? That a person through faith expressed in words can begin to alter their aeon. Are you following? Through faith expressed in words, a person can begin to change the course of their life. You see, when your life has been going a particular way, that you don't like there could be a framing that is why your life is going that way because that word frame also speaks of it refers to you know how a structure exists so the your height your form is a result of your skeleton do you understand what i'm saying your head shape your height your leg different things your skeleton your skeleton is like the frame and then your flesh is put upon it i with me the way this building is built is according to the structure the design the iron rods, and how it has been you know designed to be it's called the frame say frame good now because it is framed that particular way when you are walking within this structure you don't try and walk through here the moment you get here, you must pass here are you following when you get outside you don't walk straight you must walk on your right or on your left because the structure has been set while the structure is set you are obliged to go through it now in many people's life what they don't realize is that the structure in their life is faulty they are living under a faulty aeon why because they have not bothered to by revelation frame their own world it is something you have to do by revelation. Hey, listen to me. Otherwise, your life will go according to what was done somewhere or what somebody said somewhere or an, an, a disorganized aeon. Understand what I'm telling you? You have got to frame your world. Tell somebody beside you, you've got to frame your world. You've got to frame your world. You've got to frame your world you see, you need to determine how your life should go how your experience should be financially, how your experience should be in your health, how your experience should be in your marriage, how your experience should be in your business, you have got to frame it, if you don't frame it it will be like a farm with weeds or a land with weeds James chapter 3 and there are certain people who need to repair you need to repair the course of your life Remember the word we discovered also means to repair. So if you are experiencing things in your life, the way the course of your life is going, you need repair in some places. You need repair in some places. Are you here this morning? James 3. How is this repair going to come about? James 3 from verse 1. He said, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Are you here, somebody? Oh, yeah, bad, bad, bad. We are going somewhere. Glory to God. So now you've understood the concept of aeons, have you? You've understood the concept of what aeons. So Esther has her aeon. Mercy has her aeon. Dorcas has her aeon. All of us, though we are in one cosmos, we don't have the same aeon. That is why some things happen and go a particular way in my life. They don't happen that way in yours. You have not constructed the right aeon for your experience. You see, ideally, our parents were supposed to construct the right kind of aeon for us. From the day we are born. But because of lack of knowledge... When they gave birth to you, foolish boy, silly boy, they when Nimsa was sick, and some go so far, even as saying that would they and they don't know that by every word they are stretching the course of their children's lives. Some people are suffering today because their mothers and their fathers have constructed an aeon that is very tight and painful to live by. Once a structure is set like that, you can't do anything unless you change it. You can't do anything about it. You can never walk through this wall unless a, 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 a pathway is created through it. That's how powerful aeons are. And there are things that will never change in people's lives until they repair their aeon. It will never change. And it's not a curse, it's a structure. Every day, and you see, (laughs) Knowledge is important, say knowledge is important. God, God didn't say for lack of fasting my people perish. God didn't say for lack of fasting, he said for lack of knowledge, my people, they perish. Some people are married or either always they're like this. Always. You don't know that you are creating something, you are framing something. And it's sad because negativity abounds in our world. And because of the fall, a lot of times it is easier for negative things to happen or to come to pass than good. Glory to Jesus. Say, I will change my aeon. Say, I will repair my aeon. I will repair my aeon. aeon." Yes. Yes, listen. It's a necessity. There are some ladies who feel like they need deliverance. But what they need is to just reframe their aeon. There are some men who feel they need deliverance. But what they need is to reframe, restructure their aeon. Because once it's set, that is how their life will go. Even if you don't like it, you don't intend to. You just be going according to because That's how the structure has been made. So today you are up tomorrow you are down. Family goes this way more than they come back to this way. It's an aeon. It needs to be restructured. Look, he says, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. The word master there is rabbi or teacher. That's why the teaching ministry is a very, very high office. And teachers will be judged by stricter standards because of the depth of their insights. So he says that we should not be many masters, in other as many teachers, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation, otherwise the stricter judgment. So people who feel like, oh, the other day I told you online, my my in the UK was. She called me. And she was like, ah, daddy, why is that? Every small man, man like every small thing, or no, some man of God that maybe she meet or she knows, that they are all calling her, my daughter, my daughter, my daughter, my daughter. She said, ah. She doesn't know any other father apart from me because those people they've not invested into her life they've not raised her in anything but you know some people like it they see you know oh my son my son because they prayed for you once oh, my daughter the bible says brethren by be not many masters knowing that we shall receive the great condemnation for in many things we offend all in other words in many things we all make mistakes but he says, if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man. So you see, in Christianity, one of the measures of maturity and perfection is language. How a man speaks, what they say, a communication, their language. He says, and able also to bridle the whole body. So if you can't control your tongue, you can't control your body people who have issues with lust must first learn to control their tongue. If they can learn to control their tongue, they will be able to control their body. (laughs) Are you following? He says that the person who is able to bridle or control his tongue can bridle also the whole body. Are you following this this morning? He said, behold, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us and we turn about their whole body. You've seen the horse. You've watched the movies. The one on it. Galloping, grab, grab, grab. He is holding onto the rein, and the rein is connected to the bit. The bit is a metallic, you know, item put in the horse's mouth to the very back. So that when you pull on it, the horse will stop. He says, We put, that's what it's calling bit. He said, We put bit in the horse's mouth to turn about its entire body. Let's continue. Behold also the ships. So all these are illustrations of the tongue or of words. Are you following? Yes, sir behold also the ships which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds yet are they turned about with a very small helm whithersoever the governor listed so you've watched the movies again you see the 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 steering of the of the ships are you following they are little compared to the huge ship yet the bible says with a small helm they are wherever the captain decides, he just turns it. And then the whole great ship is turned to follow. Verse 5. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasted great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. So he's saying that the tongue, and don't forget, his focus is not just on the organ, because the tongue is used to help you to make what? words. Are you following? So, his primary focus is on the words. The language, the words. Let's proceed. Verse 6. It says, And the tongue is a fire, a wealth of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and set it on fire, the cause of nature. Again, you see the word, the words, The words, The words, The, the cause of nature. Let's all read verse 6 together. One, two, go. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And it is set on fire of hell. All of this is their own renewed tongue. Observe what he's saying. He says that. The tongue, though little, it defiled the whole body. In other words, from a person's own tongue, their own words, sickness, disease can infect the body. He says again, the tongue can set on fire the cause of nature. So, naturally, a person's life should have gone this way. Naturally, by nature. But because of the tongue, it had been set on fire. What is the result? Chaos and calamity. I following this he says the tongue has set the course of nature on fire then he says for every kind of beasts and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and had been tamed of mankind verse 8 but the tongue can no man tame it is an unruly evil full of deadly poison therewith we bless god even the father and therewith curse we men which are made after the similitude of god Let's continue. It says, out of the same mouth proceeded blessing and cursing, my brethren, these things ought not so to be. So, your mouth, out of your mouth must not come forth both blessing and cursing. Out of your mouth must not come forth only positive, you know, positive and negative. Out of your mouth must come forth a, a straight line. You don't speak or utter that which is negative to your to your life to your future to your health you speak the word of god why because i already told us that the tongue can set on fire the cause of nature again don't forget we are dealing with the aeon here the way a person's life goes your life will not go any different from your ways Your life will not go any different from what you people have framed. What you have framed. If you are a couple, what what you have framed concerning your future, your life won't go different from it. If you are a student, you are a worker, your life won't go different from it. Are we here this morning? Are we following this morning? He says, let's go to verse 9. I want to show you something. Okay, verse 8. He says, But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. You see, this is why when the Holy Ghost came on the day of Pentecost, the first thing he wanted to take control of was the tongue. The first thing, before anything, the tongue. And believers were baptized and they began to speak with other tongues. No man can tame it. Only God can tame it. Only the Holy Ghost can tame it. And it's interesting that when the Holy Ghost came, He didn't look for any part of the body to take hold of first. The first place was your tongue. Are you with me? Because that is where the changes will occur. When God wants to prophesy, even through a believer, He takes hold of what? The tongue. As God releases those prophetic words, He is creating a new course of life for the person. When we understand these things and blessings are released, prophecies are released, we grab them because we know we are receiving a better course of life. Are you here, somebody? Because we understand what is happening. Where there has been pain and error, by the right words, by the anointed words, suddenly, a reframing can begin to come into perspective. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you here, somebody? Somebody? It is so important. Let's go to Proverbs. I want to show you something today and then we get ready to close. Are you following so far? Are you here? My God, my God, my God. There's something I will show you next week. But today I will show you just a little bit of it. Hallelujah. When you give birth to your child, don't call your child stupid. Listen that word stupid or foolish may not change their child's nose or eye or ear which is cosmos don't forget their arrangement, but it will change their aeon one of the things my mother did that blessed and helped me so no matter the beatings i got because i took plenty beatings auntie pat you don't know her my cousins even knew her and we're all afraid of her (laughs) the one we like is my auntie because she is very calm and gentle she will not beat you <laughs> she will not beat you even when she is angry and she wants to she will just come and ah, ah. then she will go she will be angry but she won't touch you but my part <laughs> my part that's how we, we, we call it ask my, my sister what it. my part so when we hear of my party, a is so... Hey. my about you. Everybody's attention straight. Praise God. But one thing she did that helped me was that she spoke words over me. As young as I was, say, hey, a hey, future president of Ghana. Then she will be speaking positive words. So even when things were so bad and so negative, I couldn't feel it because there were words in my aeon. I was a happy child. Go to school, I'll full and full and full about. Exams will come, I'll be first or second. Because there were words. So even when there was no sugar, no gar- we had to we eat garden in the house or whatever situation was, the words were being spoken. My aeon was different. Today you have your life in your hand. Whatever structure you have had up until now. That is not a blessing. You must change it. Proverbs chapter 6. I want to give you one of the videos, one of our illustration videos before we close. <laughs> I want to imprint it in your mind very well. <laughs> when you come to CGM, the word of God is real. Say, the word of God is real. Proverbs 6. Look, he says, My son, if thou be shorty for thy friend, if thou hast stricken thy hand with a stranger, my focus is verse 2, because a principle is revealed there. All right? So verse 2, look at it. It says, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art what? Thou art what? The word snared means to trap. Snare means a trap. So to be snared means to be trapped. To be lured, enticed, and trapped. That's a snare. Now look at what it says. He says, thou art snared. Look, okay. Look at this translation. It says, you are taking us in a net by the words of your mouth. Hey, are you here? Come on, come on, come on. Are you here? Are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? Are you sure you are here? Because reading this alone, I cannot be, I cannot be, I, I can't sit still. Come on, somebody. Are you following? He says, you are what? You are taking us in a net by the words of your mouth. Who took you? You took yourself. Who caught you in that web? You. By what the words? You see, the way fishes are caught, they are caught in the net; they can't move. He says, "By your words, that's how you've done to yourself." So there are people who are in a trap today. It's not Satan; their own mouth. Look at it. He says, "The sayings of your lips have overcome you." Give us the King James for the second part. He says that thou art taken. The word "taking" there means captured. The word taking them means caught, captured. Thou art captured, thou art caught with the words of thy mouth. Hey guys, are you here? Are you sure you are here? So, a prison, a cage, nobody puts you there, but you put yourself there. And in your life, you will be experiencing the pain. You put yourself there. To understand what a snare is, all right? Media, give us that video of the snare. I want to show you what some of you, your words have done to you. What your words have done to you. Certain words and certain communication, what it has done to you. (laughs) Oh my God. When I was preparing this, media, I laughed. Ah, Please lower the instrumental for good. Now, I told you about the snare. First of all, let's look at the pictures first. Give us the pictures of a snare, what a snare is. pictures of a snare not the second part not the cuts the cage this one is a snare give us a picture good do you see what it is this is a snare so it is positioned at a particular location and it is for the head the moment the animal's head enters it and the more it squeezes the more it gets tighter the more it tries to free itself the more it gets what tighter until it suffocates and it dies the bible says thou art snared with the words of thy mouth give us the video now oh are you here somebody Look, watch it look at this coyote it's like a fox just observe it there's a snare look at it some of you, you will see what you have done to yourselves <laughs> oh my god It has, it has, the snare has caught it. It's trying to free itself. Look at how it is jumping. Please reverse it eh, so that we can see the, you. <laughs> reverse it. <I> want, <laughs> no, go back, go back, go back to the beginning. I want to show you where the snare is. Go back. Now. All right. Now, do you see blades? Let the animal move and I'll show you. Good. Pause. Can you see the snare? The round thing over there, can you see it? It's a snare. The same way it has been prepared, that there are certain words, certain languages that are waiting. They are snares. They, when you start releasing them from your mouth, releasing them over your life, they are waiting for you. Then somebody says, oh, about me." Is ba, me it's waiting for you. Just like it was waiting for this fox. Late. The more it tries the harder the hard it is getting, look at it until it will, that's the result this is how some people's finance has become some people's health has become from their own words praise God it says, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth you know, when a person does not really know the meaning <laughs> everyone is still laughing <laughs> when you don't know the meaning of scripture or have understanding, you read it and it's try. But when you can see some of these things, it changes your perspective about the word of God. So that the day you are now, you want to now speak according to circumstance. Satan is tempting you to speak according to what you are seeing. You remember that, no, I will not capture myself. You see, there is a principle behind this I want to reveal to you next week. Because, do you know that the same way a person can trap themselves in negativity, by that principle, they can trap themselves in positivity and in prosperity, to let primes well, no matter what they do, the world will prosper us. That's what CJM is doing to you. You can find more inspiring, uplifting, spirit-filled sermons and teachings at Christ Glory Ministries on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on every other podcast platforms. Help reach the lost by sharing links to the messages with your family, friends, and on your personal social platforms. God bless you.